Blog Talk Radio. Good morning. My name is Jeanette Abney, and I want to thank you for joining me here for another episode here at Precious Predicaments Blog Talk Radio. I want to first thank my Heavenly Father for waking me up this morning and for giving me the activities on my limb. I know that my body has been shot and my voice is messed with, but you know what? I am going to press my way through. And I also want to thank you, loyal listeners, for um, tuning in and joining us as we have been bringing this information to you. And for many, many individuals, I want to say I've been reaching out to individuals to hear and get their perspective on what's going on, and I want to let them know to let your voice be heard. Because today's topic, we're going to be talking about community responsibilities, meaning what is our responsibility? What are we supposed to be doing with all of this that's going on? And we know our country is in distress. We've heard it be said, I can't breathe. People are crying as well as dying. Frustration and anger is amongst many. However, what can we, the people, do? And that is a question that many individuals are asking themselves because many don't know what to do. So I want to thank you for joining, and I believe I have my guest on the air with me right now, so let me log her in. Good morning. This is Jeanette. Welcome to Purchase Predicaments. How are you doing? Oh, I'm doing great. How are you? I am well. Is this Dr. Sheila? Yes, it is. Tell the listeners who you are. My name is uh, Dr. Sheila D. Williams. I am a mental health advocate. I am the author of My Mother's Keeper, and I am an international uh, speaker, trainer, and coach certified by John Maxwell. I appreciate you coming on in such short notice. I really do appreciate you. Even though the last time mm-hmm. we did a show together and the guy was indicating how we needed to to do more, join more forces, speak more. I want you to know I appreciate you. <laughs> I do. And how did your show Thank go last you. night? How was your show last night? Say it again. Oh, yeah. How did your show go last really, night? really, really well. Yes, it went well. I was on Fox 26 here in Houston. Um, it also airs on Fox Soul. But uh, Fox 26 here in Houston, the show went really, really well. We, we did talk about George Floyd and, un- unfortunately, the murder of George, well, I often hear people say the death, but no, he didn't die of natural causes. It was a murder um, of George Floyd, and of course, we talked about police brutality and a lot about what we're going to talk about here today. What can we do as citizens, and how to get your voice um, heard? Have have your voice heard in your community or nationwide, for that for that matter. Correct, and you know, Dr. Sheila. I myself am also a licensed marriage and family therapist, and I'm also in the field of mental health. And I'm finding that mm-hmm. a lot of individuals are scared, they're frustrated. You know, some individuals are reaching out. Even today, I was trying to let my, my voice kind of, for me not to talk so much, but it seemed like that never go well because I just got a big mouth. <laughs> but I want to read something to you because I don't know if you've been experiencing this, but I just got to put this out there in regards to the way I responded. Now, I received an email, 
And you know being in the field, and we talk about discrimination, we talk about social justice, we talk about, you know, things not being fair. We know fair is not always equal. We get all of that. But I got an email today, and it says, Therapy for BLM Protesters. Hi, Ms. Jeanette Abney. This email comes to you via Profile with Psychology Today. They got their name, and I'm going to say their last name is Kim, okay? And they're coming from Cal State Fullerton, EDU. Subject, Therapy for BLM Protesters. I'm compiling a list of black psychiatrists for black folks involved with the Black Lives Matter movement. I wanted to reach out to you to see if you will be interested in offering free or low-cost therapy sessions for black folks who have had to suffer the weight of the past seven days. Thank you. Dr. Sheila, when I read that, I was like, for real? For real, for real? This was my response. (laughs) So I just want you to know, I'm a little um, uh, a little heated right now, so I just want you to know that. So it's not like I'm trying to be mean, Dr. Sheila Williams, but um, okay. that that okay. that's what it said. Okay, my response mm-hmm. was just now. Hello, I didn't even give them a name. wasn't gonna even do that. I am in receipt of your email. As I see, there is definitely a need to support as well as provide resources and educate others. You have my permission to add my name to the list. I am also interested in helping those of other race, creed, and color. The word or description black folks is also a word that individuals do not refer themselves as. However, I understand. Respectfully, Jeanette Abney. And I put the link to the show. Yes, definitely. How would you have handled that? Oh, I think. Um, <laughs> well, first let me say this. You know, you know how you came on and, and you indicated that your voice was, you know, a little tired. I, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm tired. I'm tired, and I have to apologize if my voice sounds a little raspy. Um, mm-hmm. It was. Um, you know, we didn't have a lot of time to prepare for the show, but I'm always ready. So I want to thank you, first of all. Before we get into it, I want to thank you for this opportunity. And I say this is a good tired uh, Mm -hmm. to be because there is work to be done, but it's Mm -hmm. just for the quote-unquote black folk. (laughs) It's it's not just for the black folk, um, as they would call us, but it's for all of us. So mm-hmm. when when you read that letter, that email, I was cringing because I always try to find a positive in it. And I want to mm-hmm. say I'm hoping that optimistically they mean well, and I do believe, I don't know who that is or, or what entity that is, but I'm hoping no, and I do believe they, that they actually meant well. Dr. Sheila, well. it came mm-hmm. from a staff at a college university. Cal State Fullerton. It was one of their employees, staff members, that want to me to work for free, which I don't mind working for free. I ain't got a problem with that. I got billing of three weeks I haven't done. I ain't got a problem with that. Right. But you want me to work with individuals that are black folks matter protesters of what they've been experiencing the past seven days? 
Wow. Let me log on the other so, caller. <laughs> okay. Wait a minute. Sometimes, you know, people don't realize that my laughter is a defense mechanism. Uh, that's part of my defense mechanism. So let me um, okay. let me log on the other callers, and then we're going to get started with the show. Good okay. morning. This is Jeanette Abney, number incident 2-1. How are you doing? You might want to mute your noise. I can't hear you. Okay, I'm going to put them on. Okay. Hi, this is Jeanette. Last two numbers is 2-1. Area code 7470. How are you doing? Okay, I got to I got to put them on mute because we can't hear. Okay, let me log on the next yeah. caller. Hi, this is Jeanette Abney, number ending in 69. How are you doing? I'm good this morning, Miss Jeanette. How are you? I'm well. Did you hear my response? You you see how I responded to that email cuz you wanted me to you wanted to hear what I had to say cuz you know and you are my witness that when I called that one whoever that person is, male or female cuz I couldn't make out the name, you know they didn't answer the phone. <laughs> well, no. Well, You're my I'm, I'm excited about being on the show this morning and hearing all the input. <clears throat> I myself am part black folk, um, and I can't, I can't ever remember a time in my life when I referred to myself as a black folk. But um, I'm interested to find out more about this person whenever they call you back. Yes, I ain't never been, I've been called a whole bunch of names, but I ain't never just been called black folks. <laughs> I've been a bitch. I've been a whole train. I've been all that. Oh, you know, she called me black folks. <laughs> or he. I don't even know. <laughs> okay, Dr. Sheila. So, as a community, because we talk about the community at large, we have way more power as a community than most people even realize. You know, a lot of individuals were saying, you know, Jeanette, I want to say something, but I'm upset. And, and, I'm, and I told them, this is the time to let your voice be heard. This is the time to speak up, speak out, you know, because a, a lot of people are afraid, they're angry, they're frustrated. Mm-hmm. What is your take on this, Dr. Sheila? And this line is blowing up. But what is your take on this? <laughs> My, you know, I, before you took the first caller, I, you know, I was I was fuming a little bit, but then I had to, you know, backstep because I said mm-hmm. I'm 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 realizing that there is a lot of ignorance, and that's where we are right now. And mm-hmm. as long as we have closed minds and we don't open our minds to understand different races and cultures, we'll be in the same spot 50 years from now, 100 years from now, and there will be no progress. So, mm-hmm. I, you know, I heard it and I said, okay, wait a minute. Before I before I get heated, I want to say. <laughs> That they want to help, they they want to help, but they mm-hmm. are um, lacking in knowledge. And I'm glad, I'm very glad that they reached out to you. Oh, I am because too. hopefully I am they too. have, hopefully they have a diverse, um, you know, group of therapists, um, not just black, um, but they have Hispanic and they have Asian and they have white. They have a mixture of therapists to be able to help. Um, this cause that hopefully they're putting um, to good use to help individuals, not just black people, not just black mm-hmm. folk, as they call us, but um, it, that they are helping any individual who has experienced trauma because it's not just black people who have been traumatized by what they saw, um, at, you know, the murder of George Floyd. Correct. The entire nation Correct. watched that video, and it's not just black people who are having um, you know, anxiety and fears, it, it, it's the majority of us. 
So and, um, and if you're going to roll out services like that, you mm-hmm. need to roll it out to everybody who, Thank you. who, Thank who you. would need help. Girl, mm-hmm. preach. And, you know, Tuesdays is normally <laughs> when I do my show from the pulpit to the couch. So we're going to have to preach a mm-hmm. little bit. We're going to have to let it be known. Yes. And I like what you just <laughs> said because it's everybody. It's not just yes. one particular group. And I don't mind because I get discriminated against all the time. But I'm not going to let you mm-hmm. just treat me and talk to me any kind of way. And when we talk about anger, anger can be mm-hmm. used for good as well as bad. Anger is an emotion, right. and it's a valid emotion. And see, Thea was on the phone with me when I was reading that email. So she caught it when I caught it, you know. And I'm mm-hmm. like, wait a minute. Let me log on the next caller because I do have another caller calling in. I want to make sure everybody's being heard. Good morning, this is Jeanette Welcome to Precious Predicaments, number ending in 99 How are you doing? Hello? I don't know if we got a delay, but numbers ending in 99 281, it sounds like this is, I think, I don't know if this is Mississippi area code or not But we're going to keep it pushing But um, now Dr. Mm -hmm. Shiva, when we're talking about there's some kind of way you went over to mute. I didn't mean to mute him. Oh, we got another one calling in. Hi, this is Jeanette. Welcome to Precious Predicaments. Number ending in zero five. How are you doing? I'm fine, thank you. Okay, I don't know how somebody got a delay. So, do, is there anything you want to add to the show as we're talking about community responsibility? Because I want people's voices to be heard. I want to let people know that you can disagree, but we also have to respect. And we want to hear what we can do as a community. So what would you like to add to the show? I would like to pose um, a proposition here, and that is that uh, we talk so much about how young people should be more engaged and young people should vote. My concern is that, yes, that's absolutely true, but that we forget that their minds aren't developed to the point where they're going to take the time to decide which candidates are the right ones to vote for or which candidates would best represent their interests and, and, and represent fairness and equality. So my proposition is that we do something a little more uh, defining in terms of who they should vote for. So I mm-hmm. hope that within each city, Um, or state, that we can have some sort of organization or some kind of forum where we direct these young people in understanding the candidates that would best represent their interests, instead of just saying, go vote, go vote. They know who to vote for for president, but they don't know the intricacies of who to vote for for school board, who to vote for for, for local positions. So I just want that we would do something that prepares them for selecting the candidates who would serve us better as a people. And you know what? Mm-hmm. And you know I know who you are, and I appreciate you calling yes. in. Yes. Because I know how you feel about a lot of different things. And that is true, because sometimes people don't know. We're looking at it as a red or a blue. People think of blood or a crip, and it's not about that. It's deeper than that. Because there are a lot of issues that are at stake. You know, when we start talking about what you need versus what you want, and sometimes we think every people want a handout. It's not that people want a handout. Some people just want to be heard. Mm-hmm. Some people just want to be treated right. fairly. Even me as a therapist, I'm not going to – I tell people, you may not like me, but you will not disrespect me. I'm looking at a text mm-hmm. message that I received from my um, granddaughter's mother, and she said that Jasmine said, Mom, 
if you have COVID-19, I'm calling my granny. I'm not trying to be here. Now, <laughs> even my, my granddaughter, like, calling my granny. Because the other day I went to go see my grandkids. I went to go drop off the mail. And I asked my I asked the mother. I said, um, "So how's my grandkids? Oh, they sick." I said, "Okay, uh, I'm gone. I'm out because they don't mm-hmm. listen. They don't listen." Mm-hmm. And now here, my grandbaby is saying, "Mom, if you got COVID nineteen, I'm calling my granny. I'm not trying <laughs> to be here." Now I don't know if right. they got it over there or not, but I know they've been in and out the streets. I know they've been mm-hmm. in and up up and down the neighborhoods. They're not mm-hmm. listening. And even with this COVID-19, and we're talking about in communities, this stuff is spreading like wildflower. I'm fired. It's getting out mm-hmm. of control. Yes. Any comments in regard to that, Dr. Sheila? And then I want to hear number ending in 05, what you got to say in regard to that. I don't know if you want your name out there. But, Dr. Sheila, what do you have to say in regard to that? Well, I just want, I just want to, uh, you know, give credit to our young people because we often say the millennials or Whatever, I don't even know which generation we're on now, but the X, Y, Z, Elemental P, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> you know, <laughs> every other day we're we're giving them a different letter or acronym. But I mm-hmm. just want to give them credit. Now I would I will say that there what we see on the news is a combination of some that have infiltrated peaceful protesting and and what mm-hmm. is supposed to be and what is a positive effort. To, to to evoke change. Um, so there have been these groups that have come in and infiltrated, but there is a group in there, obviously we know, of, of some that don't have the, as I spoke about last night on my interview on Fox, some that don't have the tools in their toolbox to, to mm-hmm. uh, respond to trauma, to respond to their anger and their fear and their frustration in an appropriate way. But for the majority of our young people, I commend them. I have the utmost respect for them because they have come out and they continue mm-hmm. to come out and they are peacefully protesting and peacefully uh, getting their voice, making sure that their voice be heard, that mm-hmm. injustice is not mm-hmm. right, racism is not right, and there needs to be change in this country. So the utmost respect to our young people, Generation X, oh, yeah. whatever you want to call them. Um, yes, I agree with I that agree 100%. With I agree. I agree with your caller that at the grassroots level, we need to make sure that we have uh, the correct local uh, uh, mm-hmm. leaders in place when it comes to city and, and county and state government. We need to make sure that our young people are registered to vote. Um, mm-hmm. and we need to make sure that they know that there are many different ways to, to get your voice um, heard and to make sure that your, your position is, um, is, is counted for. Um, there are so many young people who are so rightfully, I'm talking about college graduates or not college graduates, mm-hmm. who are able to make change in their city, in their county, and in their state um, just by being actively involved. Um, there, there are ways that you can, um, you know, change legislature by organizing groups and uh, creating petitions in, in your city and in your county. There are so many different ways to get things done um, but to, I think, at the grassroots level, even from our churches and our religious organizations, we can have open communication and discussions Correct. to explain to them um, the differences and, uh, you know what I mean, the different ways and the, the right. different elections that are important. We can have right. those discussions in our local communities 
we can have those discussions in our sororities and our fraternities. We can have mm-hmm. those discussions in other organizations that we have that don't necessarily mean, okay, in November it's time to vote. There's so much that happens yes. before November that we're mm-hmm. losing sight of, and I think that we can get our young people involved in that. So many other groups, not just young people, um, so many other groups and so many individuals who get left out of that and don't mm-hmm. always participate. So, so thank the call. I thank the caller for coming in, you know, coming in, calling in to make that to make that point. Mm-hmm. Yeah, thank and um, and the thing is, and a lot of times I was, uh, we just lost a caller in area code was five six two. So you're calling from the Long Beach area. So I didn't mean to not click you on. If you want to call back, please call back because I do want to hear what you have to say. And I was talking mm-hmm. to, well, one of my little cousins had posted something on Facebook, and one of them is an actress, the other one is a comedian, and they were posting something on their Facebook about they were at a protest, and I guess they got sprayed with tear gas, something. And I was very concerned because I know even in our family, we did, our parents did our best, their best to teach us what they knew. Now, I'm not going to say it was all right or it was all wrong, but they gave us a platform. And one was to think independently. Now, me and many of you that's on this air know I get in trouble. I try, I say what I mean, I mean what I say. But by that same token, I had to learn how to fight differently. And that's one of the things that we have to do as a community is we can't go out there looting and stealing and doing all that. And I commend some of those individuals that are looking at these people and saying, no, this is not right. Mm-hmm. This is not what we came mm-hmm. out here for. So you got people protesting in the daytime, looting and stealing at night. I was listening to and watching the news the other day, and they said that there were 700 and something arrests. And of those 700 and something people, half of them, more than half, didn't even live in that city. But they got arrested over there. Oh, wow. It's like mm-hmm. for real? You know, I got people contacting me talking about Jeanette, they burning up in San Bernardino. They setting these places on fire. They had this one businessman. They had three people standing outside with AK-47 standing in front of their business. Like, uh uh-uh, don't you even think about it. And those are the type of assault rifles that we are trying to ban, but now they got to pull them out, and they on TV like, don't mess with me. And it's Mm -hmm. sad. It is so sad because they're Mm -hmm. not only burning down White businesses, they're burning down black businesses, Hispanic businesses, they're looting, they're doing all of this. And then after you get finished, where the hell you going to go shop at? Where you going to go buy mm-hmm. your food? We're in a pandemic. This makes absolutely no sense. And like I was telling somebody the other day, I want to know what Chase Bank got to do with it. How you going to go break in a bank? Do you not know that's federal? You're going to jail for that. Hold mm-hmm. on one second. Let me log on. Oh, shoot. I see I get to talking and my screen gets to messing up. I think I logged the other person in. Hi, this is Jeanette. Welcome to But I think that's part of the plan, too. I, I think that, and mm-hmm. I recently saw something that really, really baffled me, and it is that pallets of bricks, they're finding that oh, at yeah. some of the protest sites, they're pallets mm-hmm. of bricks. They're materials that can be used to break windows, and mm-hmm. they're, in, they're placed strategically. And that concerns me because it feeds into my belief that a lot of this is pre, predetermined mm-hmm. in terms of when these people break the law by looting, they're going to jail. They're going to get records. We're decreasing mm-hmm. the number of voters we're going to have. Mm-hmm. And that it's all well, you orchestrated. Know, you know, one of the persons on Facebook Live, they said that. 
I was just here not too long ago for jury duty. Where did these bricks come from? They said right, that. Right. They've also said that there were, um, I think it was something, somebody was broken, I mean, threw something in a police car, and it was two lawyers. I'm like, and Sheila, you know, and the other caller, you know, we are professionals. If we go out there mm-hmm. and get arrested, it ruins our career. I it does. I've got to give up my notary certification. i got to give up my LMFT license. I can't go out there and get arrested, but I can. And then some young people are thinking about that, too, because mm-hmm. my daughter, for example, she did go to protest, and uh, I'm glad that she did wear her mask um, because she does wear it for, in, because of the virus. But her mask protected her, and she said that, well, you know, she want, someone wanted to interview her for the L.A. Times, and she said, Mom, I didn't do it because I'm afraid that it will affect my career. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. she said, I, you know, and I'm Smart. trying to change to another position. It will affect that. I can't, you know, I want to support my people, but I have to be careful. And I thought, you know what, unfortunately, that is the case. Correct, but you, because look at it like this. Those people that are out there lying, they're losing their jobs. I was mm-hmm. watching mm-hmm. the one when they had the guy, the Caucasian guy, and he said that he, the, the reporter was saying, well, what happened to your face? He said, I got attacked by two black men. And then right after they showed that and was showing his face, they showed him standing out there in the middle of the street with a bow and arrow shooting at folks, and they showed some kids right. busting him upside the head with a skateboard. Because they saw him with a bow and arrow. What was they supposed to do? He shot someone. No, they didn't just see him. He shot someone with that bow and arrow. Oh, my Mm -hmm. God. And that's when they attacked him. And he Mm -hmm. blamed two black men. Didn't know two black men bust you upside the head? You didn't tell what you did? Right. And and the person that hit him on top of the head with their skateboard was not black. I know. I know. Yeah. I thought, I, you know, okay. I want to talk about those skateboards. I see a lot of skateboards in right. uh, the, you know, in the video, in the, and I'm like, oh my god! So they're using the skateboards a lot to break the windows, and oh, you know, my thing no. is, I don't want it to. You know, we obviously see that there's violence. We see that there are looters. We see that there are some people that are out there and they don't have well intentions. However, mm-hmm. um, like the caller who called in and said her daughter participated, for the majority of the people that I know in, in different states, even in different countries, uh, I see peaceful protesting definitely during the daytime. I see mm-hmm. peaceful protesting from city to city, from state to state, and in numerous different countries outside of the U.S., People are peacefully protesting. Mm-hmm. What mm-hmm. what feeds the news oftentimes is the negativity, and we have to be mindful of that. And I spoke about that again. I spoke about that on an interview last night, that we have to be um, aware of what's going on in the world. So we have to diversify the different news channels, the different outlets that mm-hmm. we receive our information from, because oftentimes right. um, they, they mean well. But, you know, people are, we, we, our attention is attracted to, oh, my goodness, we're attracted mm-hmm. to the drama. So, so we have to keep that in mind that, yes, it is happening. And, yes, we need to be aware that there is violence, there is looting. There are people out there that shouldn't be out there. They, they don't mean mm-hmm. well. And they are, not, they are not truly for this cause. But Correct. I'm going to say, That's, let's focus I'm glad on the you positive. said that because it's the cause. They're not, yeah. They don't know. Okay, I want the caller to know whose last number is ending in 9-6. I did log you on. Is there anything you want to say? 
area code two three two one. Yes, yes. I'm I'm Dr. Carlette, and I am appreciative of the of Dr. Sheila being on, of course, but also the caller who brought forth uh, the need to engage our younger people in local elections. However, that was a calling of the NAACP back in the day. They made sure that we were engaged in all elections. Uh, uh-huh. And as the NAACP has fallen uh, off in attendance and, and in prominence, so has our local engagement as well as our county and state and national uh-huh. engagement. Uh-huh. And so we need to revive those those groups so that we have a level of engagement. But as far as uh, our young people protesting and, and wearing masks and so forth. I have a lot of uh, other black professionals that I work with where we're all outraged, but we all say, okay, but we work for the man. I can't be out yeah. there. What else can I do? Right, and right. So I, and I shared with Dr. Sheila earlier this morning, uh, it's time to stop moving our feet. We've been marching since Rodney King, y'all. Mm-hmm. What has changed? Mm-hmm. It didn't stop Tamir right. Rice. It didn't stop Sandra Bland. It certainly didn't help Breonna Taylor. What are we mm-hmm. marching for? We want to appeal to people's sense of humanity. We want to appeal to their sense of justice versus injustice. We want to appeal to their sense of right and wrong and what. Mm-hmm. When they had little little white children that were shot in Newtown, if that didn't motivate a change in gun rights, what would make you mm-hmm. think that there's going to be any other motivation against police brutality. There won't be mm-hmm. unless there's a monitor, monetary penalty for it. Mm-hmm. We hold up the black power sign. It's time for us to rub our fingers together to, to, to mean money and power. Mm-hmm. Fortune 500 mm-hmm. put out a list. Fortune 500 put out a list of all of the corporate donors and what parties they were more closely aligned with. Though I promote, oh, I'm an independent, I judge the candidate and the cause or what have you, and the platform, yeah, 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 whatever. I know who is holding up uh, NRA activities. Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> I know right. who's holding, right. up, mm-hmm. holding up the resolution that was put forth by Congresswoman Omar and Congresswoman Presley. We're going to bring a resolution to the floor. Yeah, Sister, that's that's a good idea, but unless there's a dollar string attached to it, it won't really matter. We need to move our money, not just our feet. Move our money. And we need to be prepared to move it through the quarterly earnings report. If you go on YouTube, there's a three-minute and 47-second video about the Montgomery bus boycott. It's the cliff notes. But part of that cliff note shows that they used a flyer, a handwritten flyer, by the way, don't ride no bus today, a handwritten flyer Mm -hmm. that they passed out and they held on for 387 days. The law was passed in November, Mm -hmm. law, legislation. They didn't stop marching until it was enacted. They waited for the law to be passed and effective. And we yeah. have to get there and say we want a law. Dr. Sheila's benefit in putting a focus on mental health is needed now more than ever. If you're LMS, now more than ever, we need the mm-hmm. mental health to calm us down and to stay ready, be ready for the new cause. Mm-hmm. And the new cause is June 1, we stock up for hurricane season, but July 1 is a financial storm. They're already hurting. They're already yeah, they in pain. Mm-hmm. So how can we capitalize and monopolize on that fact? We stop shopping with people who do not love us. Thank Walmart you. has never been for us. Target and Costco have unfortunately right. brought that target down. Well, but, but we need know, to publicize you know that more. I want to say that, say something in regards to that. 
Someone put it out there how you see how they loot and target, but they're not touching Walmart. Okay. They emphasize that. And that was something that was really huge because when we're looking at who and what they're doing, it's, it's getting so out of control, even with money. And I want to say this because I'm putting it out there because it happened to me yesterday. I was sitting in my office. I mean, not my office. I was sitting at home about to go do my show. When I real, I get a text message I'm in Oceanside. They asked me if I had just left a gas station in Riverside charged $99 worth of gas. My car won't even hold $99 mm. worth of gas. Somebody <laughs> scammed me, got a hold of my ATM card, used my bank information to purchase $99 worth of gas. So wow. we need to be careful with that because if they think you got money, and see, I remember T.D. Jake said, you are a threat. When you, have impo- when you have influence, you can make an impact or you have an income. I said, now, you trying to take my little $99, you going to jail because I ain't playing. So, mm-hmm. And you inconvenience mm-hmm. me at the mm-hmm. first of the month because I can't pay some of my bills because now I got to redo my bank account. Let me log on this hmm. caller real I, I quick, have- and then I want to hear some more what you have to say, Dr. Collette. Um, Hi, this is Jeanette. Welcome to Precious Predicaments, number ending in 09. Anything you want to add to the show? I like that. We're talking about the riots and stuff. It's so true. Like, I, I, I honestly feel like I'm at the Rodney King riot right now. It's so bad. <laughs> I'm serious. Like, I, oh, okay. I feel like the... the um, curfews to keep us safe, and I mean it, it is bad, you know. It is getting, and, and you know what? And a lot of people don't realize it's impacting and affecting people from all walks of life. When you have attorneys throwing cocktails and and they out there fight, and they're attorneys, it's like wow. People mm-hmm. are they're frustrated, they're angry. Now, I have some information, and this is just some of the stuff that I was listening to when just by watching the news, and, and someone said, oh, first I want to say this because I want to get your input before we run out of time on the show. Our president, we had a president going to a church that was boarded up because somebody put the church on fire or whatever they did to destroy the church, holding the Bible. We had another president-elect in the church. Any comments on that, Dr. Sheila? Oh, Lord, have mercy. You say we're going to run out of time. We have. Oh, I can't get that one. You brandish mm-hmm. in the Bible. And I heard. Uh, you know. It's, okay, it's, I'm going to let you go. It's really, it's really, it was really sad to me to see because mm-hmm. I literally saw people being hit. And they were, again, they were peacefully protesting. We're not talking about people who were throwing rocks and right. throwing, um, you know, using their skateboards to knock windows out of stores and looting. They were literally peacefully protesting with their hands up. And so in order for him to do the photo op, uh, you know, they're saying that he, he instructed them because they had to take instruction from somebody, the police mm-hmm. and the National Guard and whoever else, you know, was out there um as far as security and military-wise, they attack these innocent people, you know, mm-hmm. black, white, brown, yellow, young, and old. I saw some elderly people because typically in the daytime, 
um, I'm seeing that it's a it's a very diverse crowd. It's not the young right. people. Mm-hmm. It's a mixture. And so I saw elderly people who could, you know, couldn't run. They were walking away as fast as they could because they made the announcement, and a lot of people I'm seeing that they didn't even hear it. So they didn't mm-hmm. hear it. you got to know if you've ever, because I've been to a few, I've been to a few peaceful marches, a few peaceful protests. It is very loud because it's a lot of people. So you don't always hear, um, you hear things that are coming across that are very loud, and you don't know if it's one of the, the protesters who are, who are um, speaking very loudly and chanting perhaps Black Lives Matter or whatever else. Or if it's the police who are using mm-hmm. their megaphones to say something. So you don't know what, where it's coming from. So you have megaphones everywhere. And so they said that they announced it. But if you're in there, you don't hear it. So right. very quickly right. after they announced it, these innocent protesters were attacked. And I saw so many of them fall into the ground, people trying to help them up. Um, and as they were trying to get up, they were attacked even more. I mean, it just broke my heart. I literally cried when I saw that. And, I, okay, However, again, I always try to – it's just too much. It's, it's too way much. too much. However, the bishop took care of him. The bishop slapped mm-hmm. his hand. The bishop trumped him and that act of his by declaring that he, sure he was not – he did not have permission to be there. And also, I mean, she just went into details about how that was so wrong on so many levels. So it was a failure, as is everything that he does. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to make one more comment quickly mm-hmm. um, regarding the speaker who called in and mentioned the NAACP. You know, that needs to be put on the agenda for us. I have tried year after year after year to get involved with the NAACP, and they're busy. There's always uh, there's no one to answer the phones. I leave messages. I don't get responses. So we need to reactivate the NAACP, mm-hmm. call them to action, well, and, and have them yeah, re- yeah. rejuvenate themselves. Correct. That's and it true. starts with if, the NAACP at your that. local branch, too, mm-hmm. at your local branch, because each local um, branch, county yes. has a local branch, and then you can go, um, you can write the national office, and then that's another way of just letting them know your membership. And if some of these meetings, I mean, I know we got the coronavirus going on, social distancing, but just phone calls, just reaching out. And I'm glad you guys did bring that up. And not only that, a lot of individuals want to know where the church is, what are our pastors doing, what are our, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot to be said. And even with what I was talking about today, I'm looking at education, where I'm looking getting emails from Cal State Fullerton, which is one of the local community colleges right where one of my offices is located. So there's a lot of things we have to do, people we have to talk to. Some people don't want to hear it. Some people have their own perspective. You know, they're bringing up the G5. They're talking about, you know, the, the, the chipping. They're talking about all this other stuff. There's a lot to be said, and we do need to, when you know better, you do better. And people are devaluing the power of community. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, well, I think I think in in terms of the churches now, they have to be a little fearful too with leadership threatening mm-hmm. to pull funds from this location and that location, and they are nonprofits, so they're you know they're beholden to the government, and I think mm-hmm. there's a fear of getting too involved in the politics. Mm-hmm. Jeanette, do you that have is- a um? Can I ask you a question? Do you have someone on the line? The last four digits are five, four, six, seven. They have been waiting, and they just sent me a text. <laughs> you know what? For some reason, I can't log. Something happened, 
and it won't let me log on nobody else. I can't even. I'm okay. looking at six callers right now, and it. I don't know what happened. I, I really don't know what happened. Okay, somebody, let me log one person off who haven't said you anything. You can log me off. Five six oh five. Oh five. You can and log for, me off. Okay. 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 Let me. Thank you for calling. Thank you. Okay. Thank you. Okay. I. For some reason, I don't know what happened. I mean, you know, the devil can be busy sometimes. It won't let me go further down. I'm taking my computer. I'm going down, down, down. It won't do it. See, (laughs) what happened was the numbers got bigger, and when it got bigger, Uh it took up the screen, and it won't let me. Can you have the person text you and ask them what it is they want to add to the show or see if they can call back? I don't know what. I don't know what happened. Yeah, five, four, six, five seven calls. is the last four. It won't um, let me log in. I don't even see it. I'm looking. Mm-hmm. It won't. It won't let me. It says waiting for. It won't let me. Yeah, she wants to talk about restorative practices. Um, okay, what? Well, tell, tell her to do this. Tell her to do this. Tell her to call me on my. Tell her to call me at seven one four, nine nine two. One six seven seven, and I will put her you. on speakerphone. Cause, honey, when there is a okay. wheel, there is a way. <laughs> okay. Can you give the number again? Seven one four nine nine two one six seven seven. Because I don't know what happened to this screen, but for for some reason on the switchboard they made it real big, and I cannot get. And and I've had like thirty forty callers. I was able to log in and never had. Just this is crazy. Okay, have her call me on my phone, and I'll put her on. Okay, and then I had several other people um, say it won't let me. Uh, it won't let me. It won't let me slow down. Oh, tell them to call me. Okay, if someone's calling me right now. Oh, they hung up. Tell them call me right back. Someone. Okay, let me log. Girl, honey, the devil. The devil is a liar. Every time <laughs> my phone rings, it hangs. <laughs> Girl, this and is I ridiculous. have I have some more uh, colleagues that say, okay. please stay on longer. Me, this is a good conversation. <laughs> I will keep them on longer. I don't have a problem with that. Let me see the person. Okay. For some reason, the call just keeps hanging up. Okay, I'm going to call them back. They done called me like three times. Give me one second. Okay, this is what we going to do. Honey, I got a trick for this. We've done this before. <laughs> Hi, Michelle. This is Jeanette. You was on the air with us at Blog Talk Radio. Was there something you wanted to add to the show? Wait, I'm sorry. I can't hear you. Okay, wait a minute. Okay. Hi, this is Jeanette. How are you doing? Hi, Jeanette. This is Claudia. I'm doing well. Okay. I'm live on the air right now. Was there something you wanted to add to the show? about our youth and what we're doing to help our youth. Uh-huh. I am a student counselor in the schools, and I also am an LPCI. And so, you know, I heard you guys talk about that there's a lack of focus on community, and I totally agree. Uh, I don't know if you're familiar with restorative practices, but restorative practices is a conscious approach to discipline. Uh, we aim to heal the hurt and create a safe space and really focus on building community through respect. Um, one of the big things that I'm so passionate about is we, we work on breaking down the biases with our educators because when we look to the school-to-prison pipeline, there is, there is a connection there. We have a lot of our young, when we look at mm-hmm. discipline, we, uh, the percentage 
of our of our brown babies, our, our male brown and black kiddos, are really having a lot of the discipline. Mm-hmm. And so when you look at those referrals, it really isn't uh, black and white things like, you know, things that they actually did. It's like discretionary things. And so what that boils down to is who is writing them up and what things are they writing them up for. Mm-hmm. And so as educators, we... We really focus on educating our educators and making them so aware of their own personal biases and the way they show up mm-hmm. every day for these kids. Gotcha. And so we do. And so it's a it's a huge appro- uh, approach on really just educating them, um, doing a lot of the work with them, mm-hmm. doing the work within ourselves before we do the work with them. Gotcha. And one of the great mm-hmm. things is we focus on community and we do something called circles. We literally circle up on a weekly basis. We have a talking piece, and we educate. We we connect with kids. Gotcha. We you know we do check-ins. How are you feeling today? Mm-hmm. Um, on a scale of one to five. Okay. And so they're having that face-to-face. They're having that I see you moment, and just sitting in a circle where everybody can be seen. Mm-hmm. So powerful. Gotcha. Well, I, I'm so, going to stop you. I'm going to stop you. But how can they contact you? to get more information, because I like the stuff that you're sharing, but we do have other callers calling in. If they want to learn, because I've heard about circles, I've heard about, and it's good to know that, because, see, some of the kids are not even in school right now because of the coronavirus. So how, if someone wanted to reach you or learn more about circles or what to do with the community, how can they contact you? Most definitely. I have a website, and my domain is uh www.counselorclaudia.com, and there they can find more information on restorative practices, mindfulness, and they can also contact me using that website. Okay, thank you very much. Let me log on another person. Somehow another number popped up. Number ending in 2-1. How are you doing? I know you've been on hold for a while, but your number thing just popped up. Um, Oh, okay, so I'm getting more numbers popping up. Okay, is there anything you want to add to the show? Okay, they don't want to say anything. Let me log on this caller right here. Hi, um, number ending in zero one. This is Jeanette Abney. Welcome to Purchase Predicaments. How are you doing? Hello, are you talking to me? Yes, number ending in zero one. What would you like to add to the show? Hey, it's Alexis. Thank you, cousin, for calling in. Alexis, tell the listeners who you are and what was your experience when you was out there at a peaceful protest. Oh, well, hey, y'all. Um, I'm Alexis Miranda, a uh, comedian actor here in L.A. And, uh, yeah, I was out there the first three nights of uh, protesting. I was in downtown when it went crazy. I was in um, Hollywood and Beverly Hills when they tagged uh, Rodeo Drive and all that. And, I mean, what I'm seeing is the protests start off peaceful, like absolutely peaceful, and then all of a sudden when the police show up, there's all of a sudden a burning a police a burning police car, and what I've seen is I haven't seen oh. any protesters burn. Up. And one of the police cars that that caught on fire, it was so interesting. It was a really old car that you don't even see on the road. You know they have mm. like updated new cars now. So the first car that the, that the news is like, oh my god, they set a police car on fire. It looks like a movie set car. Like I'm not even. <laughs> we were like, what is this random car doing here? So it seemed very staged. And um, another thing that I noticed about the protest um, the first night when I was in downtown is there were a lot of masks, like men and all black. 
um, predominantly Caucasian males, and they would, like, do, like, they were the first ones that I saw, like, cracking, busting windows to Starbucks, but they'd do it and they'd run. So mm. I saw, like, outside agitation um, at these pro- protests, and then sometimes maybe it wasn't, wasn't even agitation. I think maybe sometimes people just want to, you know, just be destructive and take Correct. advantage of the moment. Mm-hmm. So um, I saw a lot of that out there. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, but it, it doesn't get crazy until the police show up. Like, people were, are, they start out peaceful, but then when you got cops, like, you know, running at you and shooting rubber, rubber bullets at you, you know, <laughs> it turns crazy. Mm-hmm. And so that's what I kept seeing. Like, it would start out peaceful, and then it's almost like an outside force wants to incite chaos. And, and, that's and you know I'm what? Saying. And I'm gonna tell you, cousin, when I saw that, because I was like calling Reggie, calling my daughter, like, look, keep your butt at home. We don't need to make it a family mm-hmm. thing, because you know our family, we do things much differently. And I said, Mama, cousin, <laughs> out there, no, <laughs> Lord, don't retire of retirement. We ain't trying to be. We don't yeah. care a family fight. We not trying to do all of that. But please, 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 I know you've tried to do a lot in regards to, we did a show once before about mass incarceration. I know your passion. I know you're trying to make a difference, whether it's in your, when you were doing music, whether it's you guys acting, whether, whatever it is, you're trying to do and make a difference. But please be safe. Be safe, cousin, okay? Let me mm-hmm. see. I got another talk. I ain't worried. Thank you, though. Caller number ending in 3-7. This is Jeanette Abney. How are you doing? Hey, guys. It's Tom. How are you doing? I'm doing okay. Thank you. You're the first male on the show. What would you want? What do you want to add to the show? Nice. I, 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 I might have hit one a little too quick. Can you catch me? I would assume I know what you guys are chatting about, but is it possible to catch me up quickly just so I can We're talking about community responsibility because as a community we all bear a responsibility in what's going on and what we're talking about is even though our country is in a distress even though we're talking about what's been happening with police brutality we're talking about you know what's happening in our politics we're talking about what's happening even with the coronavirus as a community what can we do as a community because things are getting so out of control in order to bring it back to some sense of normalcy because it appears that people are we know people are angry we know that people are frustrated we know that individuals are are suffering they're exhausted you know i i, I wanted to say i wanted to put out there what do we want what do we need we say change when we talk about change, we're talking about in changes in our school, our schooling, you know, in our housing, in our employment, in our relationships, with the criminal justice system, with the child welfare system, and they're demanding for change. But as a community, how can we make these things happen? Like my little cousin was saying, she's looking at a police car being burnt up, and it's a police car that probably didn't even float, didn't even run. You know, some of this stuff is being staged because they want us to see and believe things that is not even happening the way it's happening. What can we do as a community? Right. Where does our responsibility so, lie? I think just so already, like, listening to you guys, I can already tell you're two people who have an ability to kind of um, take a set of facts and um, make your own decision on it, right? I think, unfortunately, as a society, we've lost that a little bit, right? We've, mm-hmm. like, we, we, we basically just kind of take – what is said to us, right? I think it's very important whenever you like look at something to understand, all right, like 
if when I watch the news, if you watch the news before any of this, if you watch the news in, and I'm not a big person who's like, oh, fake news, anything. I actually think the news is, is often very accurate. It just relays facts. But I think you have to remember what they're trying to do, right? I think it's like there are probably, if the news was forced tomorrow to run videos of African-Americans and white people hugging, shaking hands, taking knees together, marching peacefully together, sitting peacefully together, police officers taking a knee with, like, of protesters and things like that, there would be 3,000 times the amount of videos of that happening than looting of sporting goods stores and crap like that. And mm-hmm. what you're going to see on the news is going to be that. I think it's, it's just very important. I have an 18-month-old son, right? And, like, I think now more than ever, I, I understand, like, we are just not born racist, right? It is not, you're not born with this, like, uh, feeling that someone is different. It's just not at all what it, what it is, right? And, and mm-hmm. I, I do really believe that people, for the most part, are innately good. And I think that, like, yes, bad Bad things are bad things are happening right now. We 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 need to change it. But I think if we could just if we could all just focus and, and it's gonna be like it's hard to do. Like tough shit is hard to do, right? Like what you and know, it, like uh, unfortunate. But this is the thing. I like what you're saying. It's hard, but it's not impossible. Now, I myself, it's I'm a licensed therapist. I know Dr. Sheila. She's also in mental health. I believe Dr. Collette is, I don't know what she does, but I know she like she's a professional. We have another person that is has a Ph.D. that's an educator. We have some very powerful educated women on this line right now, and we're doing our part. And I was sharing with the listeners as well as Dr. Sheila that I received an email from Cal State Fullerton wanting to know if I would be willing to provide free or low-cost services to black folks that are involved in black folk, Black Lives Matter. And I'm like, for real? But I understand that this person don't know no better just looking at the last name. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it's a male or a female, but I know they don't know no better. So what my role became was to not be offended, but to help educate you. I don't mind working with the students, but not only those, because she said the last seven days. It's been more than seven days. So I'm willing to help you, too, because you need some help just as much as these other individuals that are out here in Fullerton and Huntington Beach and that are protesting because they don't even know why they're protesting. It just looks like well, some people are just coming out because they got tired of being in the house because they were quarantined. Right, and they got the email. They got the email and the message, the DM that said, "Let's meet up," and they just showed up. They didn't even know why they came. Don't even know why. We don't even know what this is about. Did you know now, in Huntington Beach that in Huntington Beach um, last night they started spray painting and tagging or whatever all all over in downtown LA, or I mean downtown Huntington Beach. Mm-hmm. And it's like, just getting out of control. They don't even know what it's like going to a fight, and you don't even, you don't even know why you're fighting. You know, and I, you know, yeah, we talk about stop the violence, end the destruction. I've heard individuals talking about our Second Amendment rights. You know, ending riots and lawlessness. But this is another thing that I want to bring up, Doctor Sheila. It was said mm-hmm. by the president, and we've heard this before: dominate the streets. How can we, as a community? Mm-hmm dominate the streets? Well, you know, 
um, your your cousin just stated something when she was on. She said, um, you know, things appear to be peaceful until in certain areas where the police show show up. So you have to remember that what we just witnessed um, eight days ago with the murder of George Floyd, the police was they were the perpetrator. They so mm-hmm. that image is embedded in our heads. You and I and the callers and and so many other people are able to say and rationalize that it's not all of the police. We get that. So, but there are some individuals that when they see a man or woman in that police uniform, in that police car, it's a traumatic experience um, Mm -hmm. for them. So, unfortunately, there are some who are taking their anger and their frustration out on on innocent, innocent police Mm -hmm. officers who did not obviously commit this crime or any other crime. Mm-hmm. However, if you're going to flood the street with what many appear to be the quote-unquote enemy, you have ignited a flame that could have been, that could you know what I mean? We could have made this much better. To calm mm-hmm. the situation, you don't add fuel to the fire. So the fuel right. to the fire is to add more police presence and the military and the and the National Guard. Don't get me wrong, we can't burn down the entire US. That's not that's not gonna that's not gonna resolve anything. But if you have police that are shooting rubber bullets at innocent, peaceful protesters, or they're they're knocking people out with their batons, that come on. I should not yeah. be seeing innocent people who have their hands up they have not broken out any windows. They have not done anything that's illegal. They have not done anything. They have peacefully standing in the street. You are pushing them to the ground, and you're shooting people with rubber bullets. That that's not that's not how we too, get right? control. That's the problem. And the other problem, yeah. And the other problem is too, right? It's that to 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 me, it's just that if if I as a citizen know that if I break into a store or I hit someone, I'm going to get arrested. There's going to be consequences for me. For a police officer, there's never really been consequences. Look, I'm a lawyer, right? I, I, to a certain extent, a very small extent, no, from a rational standpoint, I understand somewhat why they don't convict police officers that much. Let me just explain mm-hmm. to you why I disagree with it, but let me explain it to you. Because everything in the American legal system is based on precedent, Right. It is mm-hmm. inarguable that for the vast majority of police officers, they are put into positions where even a rational human being has a very good chance to make the wrong choice, right? If you have 50 people charging at you and you have a gun in your hand, a lot of really normal people would also accidentally fire that gun. Now, there's a mm-hmm. massive difference between 50 people charging at you, you making the wrong decision to fire a gun, and you having your knee on someone's neck for 10 minutes, but, mm-hmm. well, that person is not a threat. That person has but, done nothing that justifies that, and three other officers sit there and watch. You need right. to convict this person. There needs to yeah. be a precedent set that, okay, fine. If there are 50 people charging at a police officer and they fire a gun, I'll give you multiple arguments that say maybe he did the wrong thing, maybe he did the right thing, but at least it's a, at the very least it's a difficult decision to make, and thus maybe you set a precedent, I don't know. But this is very clear. If police officers act in this manner, where they are not threatened, where they are making a judgment based off of just that a normal person would not make, mm-hmm. then they are convicted of murder and they need to be put in jail. And that's how, like, 
if there are not consequences, like think of think of anything. If 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 you're a child and you can reach your hand in the cookie jar, and every time I smile at you, you can reach your hand in the cookie jar every day, right? Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. But you know what? Mm-hmm. There are not consequences to things. You just do it. Correct. I hear what you're saying, and I totally agree because what I'm hearing mm-hmm. is accountability. We need accountability. Because individuals need to be held accountable at all levels, from the top to the bottom. Now, I remember growing up in Compton, and I remember being 18, 19 years old, driving down the street after my mother. My mother used to say, I'm going to beat your butt so the police won't have to. And I used to be like, well, police don't beat up girls. That ain't true. But my mother knew more of what she was talking about than I did. Because I remember (laughs) being fresh out of high school, at one point class president, drunk majorette, all this stuff. And I remember a car driving down the street pointed a gun in my head. And I told my boyfriend, this man got a gun. And he, I don't know if he was trying to take me home. I don't know what he was trying to do. But somehow the car either ran out of gas. We run it back and forth. The man started shooting, which is why someone called the police. I ran to my friend's house. Helicopter flying over my head. When I walked off that porch, and mind you, I'm growing up in Compton. I don't know nothing about all of this stuff. And the police asked me what happened, and I said, there he is right there. A black officer looked at that man and said, get out this neighborhood. Take that somewhere else. And it made me realize what I'm talking about. I could have been dead. I could have got shot in the head. And I, all I did was went to Louisburg to go get some chili cheese fries. We weren't doing anything. But these things happen. It's the mindset. But that made me want to go into law enforcement. That made me want to know what the officers knew in order to make a difference. I should have never let me in because of the MMPI test, but I kind of became a therapist, so I already know what that test is about. <laughs> but my point is, now I have the ability with some of my officers, not only criminals, some of them are border patrol, it's sick from all walks of life. I'm glad I did not become an attorney, which I wanted to retire as a judge, because when we start talking about the system, we have to do better when we start talking about holding people accountable. Now, I have another caller mm-hmm. on the line. Can he logs this person on? Number ending in 03. What do you want to add to the show? Yeah, I just wanted to add um, the whole rioting and looting that we see going on uh, here in Minneapolis around the country is totally uncalled for. And for people to try to pretend that what these people are doing has anything to do with George Floyd is a total lie. Correct. You know, what they've done to my neighborhood and what they've done to this area, all these businesses that people work so long for, mind you, these are businesses owned by black and brown people. To see them all destroyed like this, to see, like, elderly women get assaulted and robbed in broad daylight, I mean, I, I don't know how anyone thinks that any of this has to do with George Floyd. This is just a bunch of thugs who just wanted to take advantage of an opportunity to get free stuff and wreak havoc on people and get away with it. And you know what, sir? I want to thank you for calling in. And I want to say they should not get, and I don't think they're going to get away with it. Because with these cameras, with these videos, I guarantee you, some of these individuals, not saying who, not saying when we talk about the criminal justice system, being firm or being fair or being just, but I don't think they're all going to get away with it. And they may be using this as an excuse, but we all going to be held accountable. Because I was telling, I think with you, Dr. Sheila, what did Chase Bank have to do with this? That's a federal crime. 
You not got your butt coming out the bank. You mm-hmm. that ain't got nothing to do with what happened. But I don't even right. think what what makes them think they gonna get away with this. And that's think, um, not you fight. That's not how you make mm-hmm. a difference. The only the only part over the, over the last three days where I've been able to even crack a smile was seeing the the Trump tweets where he's tweeting out November third, go out and vote if you want to see change. And I'm sitting there like, dude, you're already the president. Like it's not like uh, mm, happening. Mm, someone else's mm, watch. Mm. It's not just happening to be someone else's watch, and you're running against them on November third. You are literally the president. Like. What do you mean, go out and vote November 3rd? For you, who this he is... Mean, he means go out and vote and get, and get these Democratic governors and mayors out. Because it's these Democratic yeah. governors and mayors that are encouraging this nonsense. Like in our state of Minnesota, our mayor literally told the police and the National Guard to stand down, and he let the rioters burn the city for two days. He let them burn the third precinct. He literally told the police to stand down. He told them to leave the police station. But you oh, know what? Wait, he, what? Even with yeah. that, we'll it's like it. that was more of an inside job because who got the ability to go in there and cut a gas line? Who see? There's a lot of stuff that we are not privy to with information. And mm-hmm. the no, thing is, the mayor explained we, that in the press conference. He explained that he he said to do it because he thought it would be a healing moment to let the protesters burn half the city down. He, that's his own words. He said he said he said he wanted it to be a healing area, letting them vent their rage out. So I agree with Trump wholeheartedly. We got to get these Democrats out, man. If that's their way of running things, where they think chaos is acceptable, where they think it's okay for people's businesses to get burned to the ground, cars lit on fire, everyone in total panic, they can't even leave the house. Got Are you, you kidding okay, me? I have a question on, for man. you. I have a question for you because you said Democrat. We got to realize not all. We got to realize when you say you agree with Trump, Trump is also, it appears, and, it's, and I'm talking about what we're seeing on and what we're hearing coming out of his mouth, and it's not a red or black, I mean, red or blue, black or white, green, orange. It's one of those things that we still have to work together as a community. We still have to be more mindful of what's being presented in front of us and not it being about Democrats and Republicans because we all still have to work together. And when, when we hear that, that the president is even having difficulties and telling the governor you can't be weak, you can't, what's that supposed to mean? I remember when my mother, when I was fighting with Orange County, when they were trying to put me out of business, my mother was like, you know what you got to do, you know what you got to do, and I'm from Compton. What am I supposed to do, go in there and blow the place up? No, but I'm still here. I have to learn how to fight differently. We have to learn how to fight differently. All of this street mob and bullying and burning, that ain't going to make matters no worse, no matter who's the president. Dr. Sheila, what do you have to no, say? But, but Trump's to... right, though, when he's saying that they need to send the National Guard in there. You can't talk to Yeah, but to the National Guard, the only thing they respect in is a show of force. There were some individuals that are the National Guard. They don't want to have nothing to do with this. What do you mean? It doesn't matter if they have anything to do. That's their job. Their job is to protect people. Their job is to protect people, but their orders don't come from the president. Their orders come from the the governors and the mayors, not the president. That's my point. So if 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 we have, like, our governor who literally waited four days before he let the National Guard go in, that's the problem because they were afraid and they they wanted to supposedly be PC and go along with it, but it's total BS. 
They let so many so people get destroyed, wife. their lives well, destroyed because of their, their fear. I have a question for they, you. They, they should have, have aggressively addressed it the, the first day. They should have been I, in there okay. shooting these people with rubber bullets and tear gas and, them, and pushing them out and not letting them just wreak havoc the whole weekend. Got you. But I have a question for you. Leadership comes in different forms, and I truly believe that in order to lead, you got to know when and how to follow. I've been a leader for all my life, born like that. But I also know when to talk and I know when to shut up, and I had to learn that. But my question to you, sir, what would you do differently? I would have sent the National Guard immediately the very first night. I wouldn't have, I wouldn't have given them three, four, five days to let them basically do what they wanted and have free reign in the city. I think anyone with common in, sense would agree that's what should have been done. What instructions would have you what 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 instructions would you have given the National Guard? The, the Straightforward. It's rubber bullets, tear gassing them, and we're arresting everyone we catch. Anyone engaging in looting, rioting, burning things down are arrested right on the spot, no questions asked. You gotta show a force arrest, and let them you, know when I'm playing around. These people are like they're like they're like unruly children, right? Anyone who got are, kids knows what I'm saying. If you don't discipline your kids and you let them do whatever they want, no they'll take advantage of it to the max. Let, let me say this: I have family members that work in law enforcement, and I mean, like I said, I can go either way. I got family members of criminals, family members, you name it. I got it. I'm firm, but I'm fair. When you arrested 700 people, what you gonna do with all them people? You got 700 people you just arrested. You got people lined up being arrested. People don't know what to do. They don't. And no, nothing needs to be burned down. Nothing needs to be looted. These businesses shouldn't have to deal with what they're dealing with. We got to do it differently. No, shooting people with no rubber bullet and all that. Dr. Sheila, help me out here because I'm losing my voice. Clearly, we're, clearly oh, what oh, we've what, been doing what should we have is done, not, man? What should is we have not done? Uh, gave them hot milk and cookies and, and told them everything will be fine. I mean, what would you do? You just got no, what other option do you have? I, that was my I'm just saying, if, if you don't arrest them and if you don't yeah. aggressively do something, then the only other option is to let them do what they're doing. You have two <laughs> options. There's no third option here. So there you got to choose. Either you stop them or you let them do what they want. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay, Dr. Sheila, help us out here. What you got to say? Because I wanted to know yeah. what would I wanted I wanted to know what he would do, but like I said earlier in the show, when they said that they arrested 700 people, and of the 700 people, way more than half of them didn't even live in a town that they got arrested mm-hmm. from. They're coming from well, all that's over the what world. I'm saying. That's one of the things. Yeah, that, we, I mean, we have this, to, is, this is this is this is this is this is kind of the problem. I think you're assuming, and this is this is how you have to think of as you're a mayor, right? You have what is basically the borderline of riots about to occur, right? This isn't mm-hmm. China where you're going you're gonna to misreport everything that happens. So what you're assuming is that the police or the National Guard are going to come in with precision mm-hmm. and basically and they know. do everything the exact right way, right? They're going to come in, they're going to fire some rubber bullets, going to hit a bunch of people in the ankles, they're going to hit the right people, everything's going to go down, they're going to save the sporting goods store, and all, all the shoes are going to go back, and, like, that's not what's going to happen, right? Like, what's mm-hmm. going to happen when you unleash the National Guard upon a group of angry people, you're going to create what could be a much, much, much mm-hmm. worse situation than just this mm-hmm. out. I, on, 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 on the other side of this, I feel so heavily for those businesses because if you look at the riots that happened in Los Angeles in 1992, 
Those people didn't recover for 20 years. Those jobs didn't come back for 20 years. I am in no way, shape, or form defending at all the looting anything. It is awful. It is terrible. But to just basically respond to the looting with a plan that is more or less the opposite of looting, just like destroying people, that's not going to work either because what you're going to do is incite an even angrier mob. And then all of a sudden this is going to be out of control. At least now what's very clearly occurred is there are people that are, look, this will be under control because they'll guard these areas. I'm sure it's going to continue to happen, but like, I don't disagree with what those governors did because you were basically dealing with either having a fire and letting the fire burn down your living room or saying, all right, we can either let this fire burn down our living room or we can use this can that's either gasoline or water. I'm not sure which one put it out. And yeah, maybe you put it out. Maybe they go in there with surgeon like precision and they fire the rubber bullets at the right people and they save the right businesses. But in all reality, you're going to have the news watching just violent clashes between mm-hmm. the people mm-hmm. that have already And you know what? And, and I want to say this. And one of the are, are, are you guys kidding me? Uh, well, no, where where you guys no, live, no, is, no, has there been any this. rioting or looting? We're not, we're not kidding you. We're real. We're real. And we're professional. We're real. I'm saying my point to you is it's easy to say that when it's not your house or your car, or your business, or your family. I hear what you're saying. That's what I makes you it. more connected. But but if that's the case, you go out there, you tell the people that's doing it, stop it. That's what some people are doing. No, They're no, well, we, we told them We told them by aiming guns at them. That, that's what they understood. Dude, the people the, that weren't the armed to defend themselves, they're the ones that got that got mm-hmm. handed to them. And my point is, you need the National Guard to, to protect the people who can't defend themselves. Like, I can defend I, me and my I, family, but there are a lot I, of people who can't. The National Guard Especially in that have... area. If you know that neighborhood, there's a lot of elderly people. There's a lot of single mothers with kids living in Section 8 housing in that area. There's a lot of people who don't have the means to defend themselves and are not capable of it. Those are the people that need protecting from the National Guard. God, you know what I'm saying? It's not sure. the people that can defend I, themselves I, that need this. Sure. Let me say this, and attorney, I'm going to let you speak. Let me say this. Let me say this going up in Compton, because yeah. I'm from Compton, California. I get it. I've had people on Facebook talking about they mad. They want to go buy a beer. They want to go loot from the store. I said, don't you even think about it. The last time y'all did that, it took 20 years, and some of them stores still didn't come back. Where the hell you going to go get a beer from the next time? And he was like, if you don't come back 30 minutes, I'm going to go. No, no, you ain't. And, see, my thing is I have to do what I can do. So, sir, I totally understand what you're saying. Totally understand what you're saying. But by that same token, when you take the National Guards, the National Guards are people with a job right now. They don't want to hurt their own people. And it's going to be hard to tell who's good, who's bad, and people will get hurt. So when you're doing it, it's not hard to tell. You you guys kind of make it seem like it's hard to tell. It's easy to tell. Anyone who, who's here can see it's obvious who's doing what. The peaceful protesters, most of them, are in one area, and the the rioters and the looters, they're all over the place. You can see it. But this is the you, thing. You don't need, it's not that hard Let to, me to say distinguish this. the two. Rioters and the looters are still somebody's child. They shouldn't be killed. So what? Okay, you say so what? They shouldn't be killed. Yeah, dude, when I saw my cousin out there. Listen, every criminal is somebody's child. You're somebody's child doesn't mean you shouldn't no, be held accountable I, for your actions. I saw my cousin out there 
knowing how my cousin was raised, knowing that she's been an actress, a comedian, and she's out there rightfully trying to protest, if my cousin would have got shot, all hell would have broke out. Now, I don't know if you're still on the line, cousin, but that was my thoughts, like, oh, my God. So things are happening, so, but I understand your passion. I totally get it. But we got to come up with a way to make a difference because as soon as one of them innocent kids, one of them kids or whatever gets shot or killed, then we got a whole nother mess. You didn't have to kill so-and-so kid. You know what we, God we don't have the a most mess. I don't know why you keep saying you keep say, calling them say, innocent. They're not innocent. Let me innocent. say this and I'm going to be quiet. You know what got me the most for Mr. Floyd? He didn't deserve to die like that. But what bothered mm-hmm. me too, this is what bothered me. I own an outpatient drug and alcohol facility. And when they told me that man had methamphetamine in his system, I said, oh, my God. I would have wanted him to be sober. I would have wanted He did not deserve that. But we need to do I more in a community when it yep. comes to educating our people about drug and alcohol use, domestic violence, child abuse. We need to address the trauma that's also going on. That hurt me, too, of the fact that that man had drugs in his system. And that's sad. Can I just can I just say that the National Guard has been deployed by the federal government twelve times. The list goes as followed: desegregation of the Little Rock, Arkansas school to stop the desegregation from occurring; integration of the University of, um, uh, of Mississippi to stop the integration from occurring; integration of the University of Alabama to stop the integration from occurring. Integration of more Alabama schools to stop the integration from uh, from uh, occurring. Well, what's the point the of bringing that all up? What is that? What is that to do with what we're talking about? We're trying to help you understand riots. what the National Guard's role is. At the Chicago riots following the assassination of Martin Luther King. Yeah, but that's in the 1960s. It's 2020. We're not. That has nothing to do with Dude, what we're talking about right now. Deployed the National Guard federally like three times since then. One was the Rodney King riots, and the other one was looting after Hurricane Hugo. So of all the times that the National Guard has been deployed federally, it is only to basically uh, from lashing out at what has been a, a just systemic racism. And I think the pro- – and look, right. I, here's, here's the thing. Oh, we, so, we okay, I got it. So, so if, if we try to stop these people from rioting and looting – we're somehow promoting systematic racism. Oh, so, no. so, you no, should, so we should I let them loot and hey, let them attack sir. everybody missed, and let them sir, terrorize our whole city sir. because if we don't, we're racist. Okay, got it. No, Thank you. No, sir. That, that, that line me. of thinking is why we're in the situation we're in right now anyway. Try and actually think a little beyond your – I get you're it. Not I get, I get it. I'm, I'm hearing what you're saying. I'm. I actually – why did you bring those examples up? You because said it's the use of the National Guard the has been to, no to stop the progress against systematic racism. I'm no, saying, sir, I told you right out the gate, what does that have to do with what's going on now? What's job is, sir? He's trying to educate you to give you a clearer understanding because it's close to you. I know what the he's National Guard does. I serve you. in the military. He doesn't need to tell me about the National Guard. I know what they do. But their, okay. their primary role is to serve as a domestic protection. If you have a situation like we got now, where it's the local police can't do anything to stop it, the National Guard is there to assist them. Are you telling me that the National your Guard can't do protect, that? Your job, is to, your job is to protect the – when you're the National Guard, your job is to protect the United States of America. And unfortunately, this protest is about what is going on wrong in the United States of America. No, no, we're not talking about the protest. The time, There's nothing wrong with the protest. You, we're talking about the sure, rioting and the looting. Sir, as someone who served in the uh, 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 military, how many times has, has, has 
things changed by you just politely going up and asking, <laughs> did any war that we've ever been in just do we just win by going in and be like, hey, um, we are having okay. So let me let me let me just ask you directly here: subject. Are you saying that the people rioting and looting are the same as the people that are protesting? Are you saying no, it's the same thing? No, no, I'm asking him. Let let him answer for himself. Go ahead. I want you to answer that. Absolutely. In no way, shape, or form am I defending the looting or the rioting. But what I think the difference in how we are looking at this is you're looking at it right now, which I don't blame you to look at it right now. Right now, it's a scary time. But I'm also trying to look at this in the context of history and going forward. And I think if we can actually make changes happen from, from, from this and, like, look, I think what the tough part is is people that were on the fence about this are seeing this looting, and they're going to not care. They're going to go the other way, and they're going to say, oh, forget this. I don't really care about this subject because all of this looting is happening. And all I'm trying to say is that I don't want this looting. And the same thing would happen if the National Guard had stepped in and started firing rubber bullets at people. That's all people would be, would be talking about. I don't want this looting to be what is the takeaway from this. And so I get, I get what you're saying. I'm just trying to focus on the fact that there is a much, much bigger issue at hand here, unfortunately, than some small businesses. And as cold-hearted as that sounds, it's not. I'm actually dude, just dude, trying dude. to say, let me let me say something to you right now. You you keep businesses. you keep saying businesses like we're just talking about some Target or Walmart or stuff like that. We're not, we're not talking about we're not, businesses. We're not. We're, gonna, we're, we're, gonna ta- move, we're talking about forward. people's yeah. homes. We're talking we about people's that. cars. We're talking about we people being attacked that. in the streets. We're talking about mothers that. and children afraid to leave their house out of fear for their life because these, these people yeah, are just running I, up and robbing people okay, in broad okay, daylight. Now I'm have to you take keep thinking that we're talking I'm about pr- protecting show. businesses. It's one worse than no, that, okay? Her, I don't know. I don't know if you've been following no. online what's going on. The media is not showing you what's going on. You may you her. might need to go to Twitter and YouTube to really see on the ground what's happening. But I'm telling her. you, this is not just some just people attacking Target, okay? You, and it's well, easy for you in your living room when you're not the, when you're not the one in danger to say you know what sir. we shouldn't have to send the national guard to crack down on people. It's easy to say that. Sir. I'm gonna have but to let, them, let them show That's up. Let them show up to your house and let them light sir. your car on fire and see how you sir. feel. Then. I understand. We said we understand. That's not what we're saying. But I, I can't let you hijack the show. And I want the looters to know this: if you are out there, you will be held accountable. Some individuals, they have said that were professionals. They can lose their jobs. They can lose their lives. So if you're out there looting, if you're out there burning, stop, because you will get caught. That's how you get people to stop doing those things, when they know that there's consequences to their behavior. Because what we're doing now, going that's back to what I've been saying. That's if you don't arrest them, then how are they going to be held accountable? That's that's what Dr. I've been trying Sheila, to say all the time. What do you have to say, Doctor Sheila? Because I don't even know what this guy's number is. But Doctor Sheila, what do you have to say? Because we're talking about the trauma. We're talking about what do you have to say, Doctor Sheila? Because I know you're still there. Oh we yes, lost a lot I of am numbers. still here. <laughs> we we did. Um, so yes, I don't want to lose sight of the reason why we are protesting. People are protesting because of the injustice, because of racism, because of systematic racism here in this country continues. People are marching. People are peacefully protesting because we watched an innocent man be murdered um, right before our eyes. So the entire country, the entire world has experienced a traumatic event yet again. And for those who have experienced or witnessed 
traumatic events such as police brutality over and over and over again, they are suffering from some Mm -hmm. form of complex trauma, if you ask me. It's complex trauma, which is what they are experiencing. So once an individual has been traumatized, you can't meet a traumatized individual with further trauma. You are right. waiting for a problem. You are right, asking right. Who, for a who problem are these traumatized to individuals you're talking about? Most people, people, people don't get assaulted it, by police there, officers. There's just there be trauma. Excuse Many me. individuals are being traumatized. I'm still, I was, I, I was so quiet when he was trauma speaking. By being there, me. by it happening to you, by watching yes. it on the news. I got I clients coming in crying. I'm having a whole lot of stuff that I'm seeing because we're talking about. I don't about, know how you could be in America and ask that question. I don't understand. Yeah, because as a black man, I, I've dealt with the police tons of times in my life. I know almost everyone I know that deal with cops. And you sh- to make it seem like most cops are out here assaulting and beating up black people and killing them, it's just not true. No, we that's know that. I would agree with you. That I've is definitely not. So that's that not is, what she's saying. We agree with you. Um, okay, we're talking about the injustice. He probably, he probably about didn't we hear the, the majority hear the of hurt, the show. The he probably didn't people being most angry, they're frustrated, they're outraged. We need better help in school, housing, employment, yes. criminal justice system. I'm tired of seeing people in minorities lose custody of their children. Where are these kids going that yes. are being adopted? Because their parents are testing positive for drugs and alcohol. We got a bigger fight than what we yeah, realize. Yeah, but that, that, that's a reflection of people making bad decisions in their life. You know what I'm saying? Not every black person is on drugs. Not every black person is a criminal. It, it comes down it's to trauma, the choices not, you make. I mean, okay, I, I can't take it no more. Okay, um, did doctor. you mute the gentleman? Because no, I wouldn't I, be on mute. You know, I because the thing is, I, I didn't mean to mute him. I, the buttons is to start because Dr. Sheila, because we know we're way over our time, and we're talking about bad decisions. <laughs> know that it's bigger than that. We know it's a mental health issue. We know that the trauma, mm-hmm. we know we get all of that. Some of us do. But the thing is, we have to find another way. We have to go back to community responsibility as a community. Because hate can't be met with hate. It can't. We right. need more education. Right. We need more resources. We need more compassion. We've shown over an hour almost of compassion for that gentleman. By trying to help him understand, yeah. we took a um, lot of yeah, and yeah. a lot of callers. <laughs> we did the best we could with that situation. Yeah, because here, here, here's what I wanted to say to him, but he just really wasn't hearing. Um, you know, we all have a right to our opinions. Um, we all have different experiences, so we see things through the lens from which our experiences have formed for us. So. Correct. But we can't be closed-minded to not be respectful to, um, you know, others and the individual's opinions and their experiences. So when he comes on your show, but he won't allow you to talk, um, and he comes on the show and he won't allow anybody else to get a point or a word in edgewise, I just got quiet because I, at this point in my life and my career, <laughs> I don't do that. I know. So we can have a constructive conversation and go back and forth and you can you know, speak your point and I can speak mine, but I I don't I don't do that. So I, know. I appreciate and you know what and I'm I mean the attorney, I don't know who that attorney was, but I commend him for his patience. For yeah, definitely educating. That's all we were trying to do. And see he said he was calling from where it happened. Now we haven't heard nothing about people's houses burning up. That's new to me. I ain't heard nothing about nobody's no, houses. We have not. 
And he provided that, and if he's there, and if he's winning it firsthand, I get it. But he didn't understand the trauma. He didn't realize if no. that happened to him, if people in his community is afraid, that's trauma. And that trauma needs to be addressed in that community. That's what we're it talking about to today be. on the show. The what people that a lot of the people that we're seeing, you can't be telling the president go shoot them all. That kid said when they right. loot, we shoot. No. no, because as soon as you shoot that one person's kid, they had the. Ma- uh oh, are you still there? It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.